Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, and you know what that means. It is time for the Clutching Up podcast every single Thursday, coming at you live from the studios of our homes. Let's get into it, and let's get ready to rumble, everybody. This episode, along with every other one of them, is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is your one-stop shop for all of your podcasting, audio distribution, and production needs. Thank you to our good buddies at Anchor for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You are listening to Clutching Up Podcast with your hosts, Brody Cox, Tanner Craft, Alex Lawson, and Samuel Lyman. Join us as we discuss the most pressing issues of the week on the only podcast for the boys, by the boys. You are listening to the Clutching Up Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Clutching Up Podcast. I'm Brody. It's Tanner. I'm Alex. I'm Sam. All right, guys. How we doing? How's everybody been? How we feeling? Anybody lose any money? Keep any money? How's it going this week? I'm just tired. Are you jumping those. right into stocks? Hey, hey, hey! You, they were they were taking AMC to the moon, and I was on that train until it came to an abrupt stop. <laughs> this is funny because GameStop's like on the brink of extinction, and they're like, "Whoa." You know, where's all the money being funneled from? My favorite, straight into us. My favorite meme from this whole conundrum about the stocks. For those of you who aren't really paying attention, there was a big stock fiasco with GameStop, to where it went from ten dollars a share to four hundred dollars a share in the matter of three days, um, because of Reddit, which is you know perfect twenty twenty one headline. But my favorite meme about all that was uh, it, the caption said GameStop going from almost being extinct to a Fortune 500 company. And it was a bunch of people in suits sitting around a table. And then it was Big Bird with the word GameStop written on it <laughs> sitting at the same table. <laughs> it's like, yep, that that explains it totally. Hey, we see that you bought this uh, share for four hundred dollars. We'll give you uh, about five cents for that. Honestly, my biggest thing about all this is I was thinking I'm an idiot because when I signed up for Robinhood, my free stock was GameStop and I was like, ew, GameStop and sold it off. But now if I could go back, I thought it was, it was literally free. It was not costing me any money. If I had just kept that share and then sold it this morning, I could have just produced $400 out of thin air. <laughs> Why did you get rid of it anyway? Like, because I, I sold off. It was worth like 20 bucks. It was worth 20 bucks at the time. So it was a free $20 and I put it into Pfizer, which for the time that was a smart decision, you know, because it was game. Nobody could have called this and it was GameStop versus Pfizer back last March. <laughs> so... You got but it. you're a betting man, Brady. You bet on the, the weak link. You know, the underdog always wins. No, you bet on the winner. And when it comes between GameStop and 2020 or Pfizer, the maker of the COVID-19 vaccine, you think, hmm, I bet that one of these will make me more money. A vaccine, man. It ain't getting out to many people now. So. Yeah. Especially not that. that do you all see that one county in California where they like – it was for some reason, like with their restrictions on it or whatever, they had too many vaccines. And so like there weren't enough people and the government wouldn't lift that like age restriction or whatever. So they just like let them go, uh, let them go bad and they had to throw them away. Awesome. Yeah. 
Now that's epic. I love how the government definitely works. won't utilize this epic. important thing. I love the government. They're 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 so great. But oh, I want to know like why is it taking so long to get these bad boys out? Well, because Tennessee's age restriction on them right now is you have to have a pre-existing condition or be seventy-five, and a lot of other states are sixty-five. Which I grant, grant that's still old people, but like. When are we going to get to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, you people that are actually like, I mean, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but most of the young people in the workforce, yeah, when are we going to vaccinate these people, you know, that are like extremely beneficial to society? <laughs> I think uh, what you should do is vaccinate the people who carry it the most, which is probably people that are uh, our age. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... From the whole, from the whole like get go of this, I would have handled it differently after the first quarantine when we were all under stay at home, like the the Trump quarantine, not the individual state quarantine, but the I'm advising you to do this quarantine. And after that, I would have handled it in a different manner once we all figured out sort of how it worked, or not how it worked, but you know when we had more of like we weren't just blindsided. And I would have made it to where, like, you, the masks are a good idea in principle, um, but I think that it would have been much more beneficial to be like, if you were, if you have this, 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 or this, you need to stay home, and we will still like help you out and come together. We're all in this together, whatever. And then if you were this, 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 and this, then you are safe to go back to work, so we don't cripple our economy. It just made that the national standard. If we'd have had a national standard, it might have worked better, I think. Because there, there were some places that just got out of their stay-at-home order last week, you know? And that's baffling to me that they spent almost a year in, like, the safer-at-home, like, the beginning stage. We live in Tennessee, but there were some American Eagles in my American Eagle influencer chat that were still closed last month, that closed down last April. You know, so that's just that's wild to me is that I think there should have been a standardized response and there is still no standardized response. It is just arbitrary. Oh, do this. There's no like, here is my plan to get us better. (laughs) I saw that our governor released restrictions on sports today. Like and uh, like I was like, man, you know, this governor, he's pretty intelligent. He sees the numbers going down. He's like me release all restriction number go down mean everything gone i don't know he's an intelligent man i have well, i mean we were having gym class just the same i don't see why we couldn't have sports yeah that's the thing is that i i he's a 50 50 for me um <laughs> he's I'm, a negative 100 for me i i think that he's not a very qualified dude and the only reason why is because he was in the election where it was this guy doesn't pay their taxes. This guy doesn't pay their taxes. I'm not going to spear anybody. And all the Tennesseans being good old Tennesseans were like, I'm going to vote for the guy that's nice. And he's not really. You're upset that you're <laughs> the president of the university. No, you didn't get I, I don't care that it was Randy Boyd or Diane. Like, I don't care is either one of them. I care that this dude has pretty much in over his head and everyone can see that. Um, 
I think that he's he's done the best, and I'm not saying that I don't like the guy. I'm just saying that he seems like a nice guy. He really does. Okay. He's done the best for the position he's in. I don't yeah, think anyone but, knew what to do. Yeah, no, no, no. I think, but even before that, even before that, I didn't like some of the things he did. I think that he's just been in over his head this whole time. I don't think being nice qualifies you for an office position. The same way that being mean doesn't. As I, I, I've said I want this, the qualified person for my office. Yeah, I've said this from the get-go, that I don't have to want to go out and have a drink with a politician or whatever. I just want them to do the job that I elected them for. That's, that's, that's how I felt with Trump, is that I will not argue on the fact that I think he's an abrasive guy, but, like, I voted for him because I cared about the economy, and the economy was great until, you know, COVID. But, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. To each their own, you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna come out here and tell you that he's a saint. I, I openly agree that he is not good on a lot of like personality traits. I think with the COVID policies, though, it's really just no one knows what to do. So it's kind of just everyone trying their own thing, and it's, it's every, not really working for anyone. It's just every man for himself. <laughs> Hey guys, don't worry. In ten years, we'll reach herd immunity. So just wait ten years. I don't know. It'll be okay. I don't know. I saw a thing on the news a couple of days ago that said Fauci. Fauci was like, "Yeah, everything should be back to normal by June. If we continue with the rate of vaccinations that we were doing, everything you should be able to go out and enjoy your lives again by June, and the economy should be able to recover." And I was well, like, "As far as I know, we're getting barely any vaccinations across the country." <laughs> But hey, well, we've, I know like a lot of medical professionals, if like not all of them th- of the ones that wanted to get it have gotten. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it like there are every because I have a bunch of family that's in the medical field and like they they all got it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Is it like there aren't a lot of like college age people that are getting it or even uh, our parents age. Some of them, unless they have a pre-existing condition. But like but to be fair, we're not the target of the disease even. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't need it. We're not the we're not the top risk. Give it to the people that are. The thing is, is it like, that's exactly what Alex has said. Is it like out of everybody that I know that is in that target risk, they've all gotten it. Like my uncle even today got his COVID vaccine. And like I said, is it, I've, I've come to the conclusion that if it's good enough for my uncle who is, you know, shares some of my genetic code because he's in my family, if he doesn't just keel over, then I will probably just, pony up and get vaccinated because I mean there's there's no reason really not to if he doesn't like you know die or anything yeah I mean like it or not I liked what a uh, governor DeSantis of Florida had to say about it when they asked him he was like I'm I'm trying to get it out to the elderly and the frontline workers first because uh, they're the ones who need it I'd rather my grandparents or my parents have it and he, he said uh they were like, well, why haven't you gotten it yet? And he's like, I'm a politician. whoop de doo I'm, I'm not the target right now. I'm not the high risk. We need to get it to those who are. That's what we need more of. I, I like him. He's, he's a good dude. Yeah. I think that was a good statement on his part. Yeah. Speaking of uh, people that we like, um, I, I know that we aren't riding the lane train, like we said last episode, but UT hired Josh Heupel, and I'm kind of okay with it. You said his name wrong. It's Heupel. It's, it's Heupel. Actually. No, it's, no, no, it no. is Heupel. <laughs> he pronounced no, it Heupel. Well, he's objectively wrong, it's spelled wrong. <laughs> There is nothing in the English language that makes that sound like Heupel. 
Mr. Mr. Josh. Maybe of like German descent. He said his name in the press conference, and he said, my name is Josh Heupel. Maybe he bit his tongue, Brody. You never know. It could have been. I'm just going to show up at the conference and be like, sir, I have one question. Why do you say your name wrong? That's Why is your name fucking wrong? Can you, like, say it right? It's like, what's wrong with you? But um, he has... He has the number. He's had the number two like offense in the country for the past three years, and he's twenty eight and eight as a head coach. And he's worked with like all of the elite quarterbacks in the past couple of years because he used to be at Oklahoma, and then Missouri. And Missouri. So he worked with Drew Locke, Baker Mayfield, like all of them. So I'm I'm okay with this. I think that it's not a sexy name like Lane Kiffin. Or, or like a big name hire, but he's been a really big behind the scenes guy, and he's been a head coach, and he's offensive minded. So it's all I really wanted. It'll just be up to the staff, the yeah. defensive staff. Now I will say that one stupid thing is that we hired Kevin Steele as a defensive coordinator two weeks ago for Pruitt, and Steele is a pretty strong material. So I'd say that's a pretty good, pretty uh, good position. Well, but yeah. the thing about it is, is that. He's worked at UT for a grand total of three weeks, and they're not going to retain him, so we're going to pay him a million dollars to leave after three weeks. Oh, God. Yeah. That's it's like, some uh, comic it's like throwing your of money, money go. in the fire. Yeah, yeah we, and that was, that was Phil Fulmer who decided, let's pay him a million dollars. Tennessee knows how to steal. spend its money. I just looked up Kevin Still, and it says that he's the acting head coach for Tennessee football. Yeah, he he was the interim for a while. Yeah, it still says it though. They haven't updated it. Yeah. Wikipedia. Wikipedia is normally really fast too, which is weird. You would think though, but um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna kind of dart around a little bit here. Um, Be a little quiet. I'm going to kind of dart around a bit here. It's better. Um, so, Tanner, I hear that you're, uh, you're taking some English classes for your career. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> to be an English teacher, yes. Yeah, to be yeah. an English class. Yeah. I think that's kind of a requirement, you were, actually. You were talking I about take music classes. Did you know that? I take, I take business classes. Crazy! Um, Holy shit! A business major takes business classes. Yeah, like crazy. Napping one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> sports napping, sports betting, uh, binge drinking. If you're into that kind of thing, and uh, cocaine. So what Brody's saying is he hasn't learned much in these past few days. I'm going to say that sounds like my Old Testament class, but then it got very far away from what my Old Testament <laughs> class sounds like. Binge drinking? You're having part binge of the Old drinking, Testament. But the cocaine, no, definitely not. No, actually, not. Carson Newman had a cocaine problem at one point. So. Yeah, no, that is true. I, <laughs> really? I, I have family in law enforcement. <laughs> and when I, was, yeah. when I was thinking about going to Carson Newman, my uncle on my dad's side was like, you know, that's where they had a bunch of coke dealers a while back. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with having them there as long as you don't buy from them. There's nothing really wrong with doing cocaine, and I've said that multiple <laughs> times on the podcast. Okay, I think, Hunter Bud. I think it's okay. Okay, Brody's going to be a gambler and that does cocaine. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. I Sounds am, like a I, fun time. Brody, you're going to see one of these people selling it on the side of the street and be like, oh, 
I've heard about this sort of thing. I wonder if it's actually real. Then you would go up to ask out of like pure curiosity and then you'd get yourself in a horrible situation. She like stabbed. He's like, you're not taking me seriously enough. Pretty much my goal is to become Jordan Belfort. That's my goal. You would like buy some because you like didn't want to be mean. You'd be like, well, he, he, the guy was so nice. I was like, how much, how much will $5 get me? It's like... <laughs> I'll slap Nothing. It's just a handshake face. from the guy. But you get contact. He's got a little bit of cocaine on his hand when yeah, he you rubs get, your hand. You get to like lick his fingertip that he tested the cocaine with. It's like, mm, this is pretty good stuff. <laughs> but anyways... Um, I had to look up who Jordan Belfort was. It's the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Um, but Tanner, you're talking, and you're talking about one of your authors that you sort of He's had come a, out about the GameStop thing. Yeah. You sort of, <laughs> one of these authors you sort of had a love-hate relationship with, and it's Emily Dickinson. Yeah. And I, I've i had to do some Emily Dickinson in my English class that I took. Um, cause English, how, is it you, how is it you described uh, Emily Dickinson, Tanner? Yeah. I feel like uh, she uses unnecessary pauses with her like double dash thing because like no, it's just that's not what I'm looking for. What was it you said she was like? You were like, oh, I'm trying to remember it. Gosh, uh, how she was. I don't know. Oh gosh, how did you say? She's it? crazy. All all women writers of that era <laughs> were just bananas. It's the way you like introduced her when we were talking about it earlier. Gosh. You said something about being like a character, that crazy girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, She's a character, that crazy girl. Like, she was really was weird. The, Wasn't she like very seclusive and like very hidden away? Yeah. Like high class, always stayed like in her house or something. I don't know specifics about her because apparently we're not learning like specifics about the authors in my American lit class. We're just learning about poems and stuff, but whatever. Mm. To each their own. You all talked about yeah. her poems. Like we, so at UT, the way that my English worked is I got to take English 102 and 101 at the same time. So it was 118 and it was really, it was a great class and I loved it. And then the other English, the only other English class I had to take that if you even want to call it English was uh, public relations, like public writing. So it was like mm-hmm. how to write newspaper articles. So there wasn't like any English English in that class. It was just like, can you write? But, um, English 118, we did Emily Dickinson, and then we did, and I was like, eh, she's okay, she's a little odd, because she's either, like, waiting for a lover, or she's, like, saying no to men, so it's one of those two things, but then we did my least favorite um, lady author that I will, I will condemn till the day I die, and probably after that, um, have you had to read anything by Sylvia Plath? No, but just based off her last name, I don't want to read something generic like the name Plath. Yeah, no, it is awful. She had a poem called uh, Daddy, and it's, it is <laughs> nice. It that, is, that, you can stop there. To say the least, it is an uncomfortable read. And it's not about like a sexual thing. It's about how like she hates her father, and she's really just kind of a prick. Because like... It's not even like my dad was abusive. It was like, my dad didn't give me the attention that I deserve as a woman. And it's like, oh, shut up. Like, you're a piece of crap. Like, no one likes you, Sylvia. She blew her brains out, thank God, you know. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Chill. (laughs) Because uh, uh, some other, she was married to some author that, like, was a cheater. 
And so she, I don't think she blew her brains Ted out. Ted Hughes. Yeah, Ted Hughes. I don't think she blew her brains out. I think she did something more elegant, like drowned or something. <laughs> more elegant, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that she committed suicide, and thus we did not have to have any more Sylvia Plath than we needed, which is okay with me. God rest her soul, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No no hate, just just facts. <laughs> Spin straight facts over here. <laughs> she died of carbon monoxide poisoning with her head in the oven, having sealed the rooms between her and her sleeping children with tape, towels, and clothes. So wait, hey. did she save her kids or did she just kill herself? She just killed herself. Ah, cool. She saved the yeah, kids. She was like, I don't want to kill my children, so. <laughs> Turn on the gas. She placed her head in the oven with the gas turned on. Yeah, literally turn on the gas. Huh. Hey, that's a unique way to die, I would have to say. I don't know. I, like, she left behind a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Apparently, people and used that's to. That's kind of fucked up. Apparently, people used to do that. Like that was a method of personal death. Like uh, they would do that. I remember on King of the Hill, Bill Dotrieve tried to do that in one episode, and then Hank was like, "You have an electric stove, Bill," and he's like, "Maybe the heat will kill me." And then it was, it was the same episode from that meme. Where it's like, uh, what you doing there, Bill? Fixing the gutter? Oh, no, I'm just trying to kill myself. And then he just jumps off of his house. But it's like, he just broke his arm or whatever. Oh. This guy there's, there's pictures of her in the oven. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like that's another thing. Like, the, the old school, like, newspaper media, they had no chill. They would just, like, print anything for shock oh, yeah. value. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, a bus full of burning children? Let me take a picture and put it on the paper. <laughs> Hey Johnny, look at this! Oh, oh Johnny, the uh, the the Hindenburg blew up. Let's get a picture right as it blows. <laughs> uh, snap it quick! These cameras take ten hours to develop. <laughs> Damn it, Johnny! It looks like your finger was in the way of the lens. She apparently um, wrote a suicide poem. A suicide poem. Mm-hmm. Oh, proud of her. <laughs> Um, yeah. Did she write it as she killed herself for more like a fuck? The pin just like drifts off the page. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, if it's unfinished, it's probably true. <clears throat> it, look, it looks finished. Talk about end rhyme. <laughs> but that's a zinger right there. Yeah. Splooey. I don't know. Uh, I like poems in English, but like, I don't like. Uh, the whole, like, oh, interpret, like, what the author's doing from what they're saying in the poem. I don't like that, okay? I just want to read and, like, drapes. enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've only ever liked, like, very specific poems, and they just had to, like, really be good, and I just liked them. Other than that, I can't stand poetry. I feel I'm like more of a fan of, like, just writing, like, uh, how I'm feeling or, like, opinions that I enjoy myself. Yeah. I've, I honestly feel like that um, as far as like required readings in English class and everything that we've had to do since ever, it's either stuff that I really, really, really like as far as classic literature or it's stuff that is just like arbitrary and stupid. Like I unironically enjoy Hamlet. However, Lord of the Flies makes me want to like rip my own hair out. I can't stand that book. Also true. 
when we watched that. I don't understand why we had to read Lord of the Flies. I don't understand why we had to read it three times in one semester. (laughs) Like, what did we gain from that? A hatred for the book? Yeah, we gained... Actually, yeah, I did hate it more after, like, having to reread it. Gained a hatred for the book, for the teacher, for the class, for the school... (laughs) Like I think, I well, think I hated the teacher because she was inept at her job. I think that class is truly like what made me like cynical and and mean towards our high school. It was like that class sophomore year made me just want to be like, you know what, I'm done. Screw this place. And the second book we had to read for that semester, I don't think we even ever mentioned it in the class. No, I I honestly to this day cannot tell you what the second book was. <laughs> No. It was 1984, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah it's it was. sad that you didn't, then, because it's an important book. Well, no, I like 1984. I just thought that we read that. No, we read it. We read Brave New World. I thought I'm we did. It's sad that you didn't discuss it in class because it's such an important oh, yeah. book. Well, no, we discussed the Brave New World. I actually year. like Brave New World. That a lot. was that was good. It's it's of the same. Like same yeah, it's genre. the same genre. Yeah. Wait, we read a book called The Brave New World. Yeah. Fuck, I don't even remember that. Um, I I liked I liked both of them. I think a Brave New World story was better. Um but they kind of they kind of blend together now that I think about it because uh they were pretty much the same story. <laughs> I read a book in a freshman year English in high school called like I am the cheese or something like that. It's pretty oh, good. I remember that one. That's a pretty good book. Kind of fucky in your head. I read a book. I remember the ending was great to it. I read a book yeah. freshman year um, called The House on Mango Street. And oh, yeah, that sucked. I hated that book. I don't know if it was just my copy of the book or if this is how the book was, but the introduction to the book where, like, the author is just, like, you know, sucking her own pee-pee was half of the printed book was the introduction. <laughs> the one thing I hated of it was, like, it wasn't, like, a book. It was more of, like, an anthology of stories, but it didn't say it was an anthology of stories. It was ri- It was stories written by the same person that had no correlation between each other and it was just bad. There was no fun in reading it. It wasn't like teaching you to like think or anything. It was just, oh, there's stories about this girl being raped multiple times. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was my problem with it. Is it like, first off, I'm a freshman in high school. I'm like 13 years old. Second off, the introduction of the book is literally the author. Like when I say that, I say it in chest, but she's literally just like, I don't use commas or quotation marks. I'm such a brave individual. All these men told me that I couldn't do it, but I did it anyways. Cause I'm brave and smart. And I was like, you're, you're a terrible person. First off, second off, these stories are uncomfortable to read. And third off, not using punctuation marks makes you a bad writer. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and that's the thing, is it literally, and then you get through the book, that's ha- the introduction that's half of the book, and then the other part of it is just like, I'm poor, I live in a house with a blue fence, and then I got raped about ten times, and it's awful, because rape is awful, and I'm going to make you like be uncomfortable, because I'm going to say just enough to where you as a 13-year-old are like, oh, but not enough to where you're like, oh, you know. <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna. Oh, okay. I'm gonna choose. Your your first sound is like mildly disgusted, and then the second sound is like I'm gonna put this book down and never read it again and get an F on the assignment. Okay, so I want to clarify for our readers: we do not hate female writers. 
if anything, like they have much more like knowledge on certain things that men cannot comprehend. And that's awesome for writing. But like some of them just, I think they just want to write just to spite of men. Yeah. And that's not why you should write. You should write because you want something, you want to say something. Yeah. And if you do spite men, you can say it in a way that is. It's not bad. That is not bad writing. (laughs) Yeah. Because I I love how that her whole introduction, a lot of it was just. I don't like men. I'm a great person. And so here is my laziest piece of writing to show you that men are stupid because my lazy work is better than men's work. And honestly, you put a house on Mango Street up against any other book that I read, including Lord of the Flies, and it's 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 a no-brainer. Like, it's lazy writing that, it, that goes for a bad book. Yeah. Tell you, you know, I really wish uh, I noticed today because like my uh, American literature teacher was like, so what do you notice about books that you read in like middle school and high school? And it's like, oh, they were like primarily like white men. I was like, I want to I wanted to read like women's books just to see if like they were good. You know, I didn't really get it, uh, any kind of experience with female writing except for like really bad books, which was a very small sample size. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there are a lot of crazy things in high school that you had to, in middle school that you had to read to like just the array of books. Like I remember in eighth grade honors, or no, seventh grade honors, we read The Hunger Games and then junior year of high school, we read Native Son. And those are two very different books, only a, a handful of years apart. I remember reading that, but I don't remember what it was about. Native Son was actually really good. I think that they have made a movie about it recently, that it is now no longer a book without a movie adaptation, that it they made like a modernized movie of it. And it was a good book. I honestly, I, I take that back. That that book is is a better book than another book. And I'm sorry, I promise we're not. We actually love female writers. But another book that was written by a female that is awful, as their eyes were watching God, that book is pretty much. A fe- I feel like that one was just kind of all over the place. It wasn't like terrible, but at the same time, it was like I am a female who is strong, so I'm going to write a book about a female who is just an idiot, an idiot character, and she has a hard life, and you're supposed to feel sorry for her, but she's stupid, like certifiably stupid. Yeah, I don't even think I, think I read a written. book. Like, I know I we, like, got assigned to read it. I just didn't read it. I mean, honestly, we were also assigned to read The Great Gatsby that year, and I've seen the movie so many times and read the book. Like, I read the book in middle school because I wanted to after seeing the movie, and I, I didn't read the book for that assignment. <laughs> I was just like, nope. If we're throwing out some good things that women have wrote, the Diary of a Young Girl was a good book. For a second, I thought you were going to say Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Must better be like, nope, that's not a women book. No. <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid is a pretty good slapper of a book, though. No, there's it's a good book. So there, there is <laughs> the Diary of a Young Girl's and Frank's Diary, though. So I will, I will say, like unembarrassed, that I have read every single Diary of a Wimpy Kid, even the new ones. Every year when it comes out, I'll go to Target really? and I haven't, I haven't read the new ones. 
Uh, I made it pretty far <laughs> when I was young. <laughs> I will go to Target. And I think I got to like the fifth one. There's actually a new book. I think it's like book 14 that's out and it's Holy new crap. and I haven't read it yet. So I'm going to go to Target. It was the one that was like the dog days or yeah. something. Yeah, no, I think that was like the last one I read. I have read and own all of them and I'm going to, there's a new one that I want to read. I might, that'd be fun. I can, you can typically read them in about an hour if I try. Yeah. So like maybe they we should. should I think there's a few I don't own because I read them in Sam's while I was waiting for my parents to do the groceries. Yeah. Because they're, like, they're pretty easy to read quickly. Yeah. Maybe we should do, like, a uh, a live read-along of the new diver would be kidding. <laughs> that sounds illegal. <laughs> Just live streaming. <laughs> I, like, the new one? I'd have to catch up on, like, ten books of lore. No, 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 no. That's the thing. Is, Is it Jeff at, Kinney that wrote those? Yeah, I will tell you that after about, I think it's the... Isn't that his name? Something uh, yeah. like that. I think there so there was the yeah. first no, I got one, that name right. That's crazy. It was, it was red, blue, green, yellow, light blue, purple, and then the maroon one. I think so. I'm gonna like go check mine real quick. After I think oh, light yeah. blue was the last one I read. I'm gonna pull up Back just a, just a picture of all the diary and would be kid books. I just haven't like read in a while. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Same. So, I'm trying to find a, a list, a picture of them in order. Maybe I'll just go to the. Okay, here's the official website. You know what's wild though? Like in some of these English classes and stuff that I'm taking, these people there's some people that are just like flexing knowledge, just like. All the time, and it's like, dude, chill. I haven't touched like British literature in my entire life, and there are people over here like, okay, now this person is I'm over here. Like, I don't even know who the hell that guy is. And there's this guy in my class. God bless him. His name's Sam, and he's the kind of guy that'll ask like twenty questions that are just very easy to answer if you're like paying attention. Uh, God bless him. Because he'll ask the same thing like three times during a class. Or he'll bring up really obscure topics, at like asking things that aren't even English related. Like we talked about like uh, Wordsworth, uh, which is a British author. And he, uh, he was of the idea that screw society, I want to go with nature and be with that, be with that to entertain myself rather than doing really reading really dumb things just to get my stimulus for the day. Uh. And uh, this guy, Sam, he was like, okay, so how would you, how would you balance uh, like wanting to move with society and be with technology, but like also wanting to like stay with nature and do that stuff. And my teacher was like, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> that doesn't really seem like something I can answer. So, um, just to, just to go real quick back to the Diary of a Wimpy Kid conversation. Um, so book seven is the third wheel. I was right. After book seven, they're pretty much, I mean, even you could argue, like you got up to book six, which is the light blue one. You get to book seven and like, it's just story by story. There is no like continuous lore. Because like the first, four, so I, <laughs> the first like five of them, 
or I argue seven. I think realistically the first seven tell like a continuous story in some like way, or there are callbacks to the other books. That after like once Hard Luck starts, which is book eight, it's just like story. It's like The Simpsons. It's just like story by story. So I have read up to the third wheel. That is how. That's how many I've read. Is the third wheel was the last. So that's book seven. I also have the Diary of the Wimpy Kid Do It Yourself book though. So I will throw that out there. I had the original one that was read as well. That was paperback. That wasn't the brown one, because the brown one. That's uh, I have the back. orange one. I think it's orange, isn't it? Yeah, no, you're right. It is orange. It's, it is definitely not the one that they sell now. I actually also yeah, it's have different. I also own Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the movie diary, which is the one that was like a, like a sort of documentary behind the scenes book. So you know, there's a documentary. Or no, there's a book that's like behind the scenes of the movie and like how they made the movie and stuff. Wow. Yeah. So to shift the topic off of books <laughs> onto uh, <laughs> what we'll do better things, yeah, onto video games. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> <laughs> the trailer, the gameplay trailer for Firebase C, the new zombies map released today. Has anyone else seen that? I My cousin not. sent it to me, but I have not seen the video. Sam, did you say you had? I have not. Oh. Well, it looks really kind of cool. There's a new character that is sort of like alive. I mean, he's alive. He's a dude. And like, <laughs> it's it's oh con- it's actually continuing the lore of the first map. Like after the Easter egg, like the Samantha Maxis and Weaver story. And like, there, except the way that it's perceived is like the dude that works for the, it's, what's the bad people not requiem it's uh i'm blanking who who are the people that are the russians that are trying to reopen the i think you hit it on that i think it's requiem no requiem is the people that you are the strike team oh i have no idea well anyways the bad guy is like (laughs) a living bad guy that is a russian that's trying to like open up the doors again and uh he's like actively against you so there's like a human element too and so it's it's really kind of weird um tombstone is making a return which is cool and then the wonder weapon on this game is like an ak-47 that shoots like purple laser grenades so that seems pretty fun and you can get it from the box because it showed getting it from the box so i don't know if it's like the die getting the die from the box and you can build it i mean there's probably a buildable but I, I saw that as the Wonder Weapon, so it's really cool. There are a lot of portals. It looks like a very big map as well. So It's funny. I was watching the map, and I was thinking, like I'm watching it currently, and I was thinking, oh, this looks like the Vietnam map they use when you play the uh, campaign. It is. Yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> um, looks like I remember part it's of the, the Omega group, by the way. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. The... Um, the boss zombies on this game, instead of the megatons, they honestly look like demogorgons from Stranger Things, which is kind of crazy. Good. I hope to God they don't split into two after you shoot them. Yeah. Which this, True. Yeah, this is another pop culture tangent. I don't know how any of you feel about this. I think, Sam, Sam, you like Stranger Things, don't you? Yeah. All right, Stranger Things 4 comes out in August. They have confirmed that, so that's going to be pretty cool. I still haven't seen season three. 
It's it's good. It's all very good. I like good. season three. I wouldn't mind rewatching See? season three if you wanted to like watch it together on Netflix party. Because like that. Oh, honestly, I think season three is probably my favorite. I just like the vibe. That is the only show that I've ever watched that every season that I've watched gets progressively better. And I can't say that about a lot of shows, but like every every season I've watched, I'm like, I think that one's my favorite season. And then there's another one. I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's that one. So is there multiple boss zombies? I don't know. I because there was like some character that like had like this. I want to say like a plasma cannon for an arm or something. I I think spoilers, dude. I haven't seen it. I think that's something that we'll just have to figure out. It's it it comes out on next Thursday, so. It's free, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. yeah, it's all free. There's actually a, a free access weekend for like everybody to play zombies free when it comes out. Like from the Warzone menu, you'll be able to play zombies. Hmm. That's interesting. I I know that there's like exclusivity and you've got to get people to buy your game, but a lot of people have made the argument that like zombies should just be free to play along with the Warzone. If you're gonna do the battle pass system, that like. But. Here's the thing. And then at that point, then if you were to buy the main game, it would just be the campaign and multiplayer. Yeah. So I, I don't agree with it necessarily, but I did think that's an interesting concept. I also have heard rumors just in like the next, it's not the next game that we're getting, but within like the next five years, I've heard rumors of them making a Call of Duty that's just like solely built around zombies. Like they will just have like zombies, multiplayer and Warzone. Like is because like I don't the see why they haven't like I think the, that's a great idea. the campaign one of zombies games since yeah you know, like the campaign yeah. yeah. one but yeah you know, like the campaign is tied into zombies like it's that big of a deal like it would drop with like four or five zombies maps to play a plus a campaign and then DLC. I think that's a great idea. I think they should go for it. My only what if they just release like a collection, just like all the maps they've ever made, just one big. That's what I've been saying for literally years. Remaster it all. Yeah, is it like updated for the PS5 and Xbox Series X like resolution? You have ample material. You have World at War and then four or five now Black Ops games worth of maps. You could just make a, a game that has all the maps, all the DLC maps, all of it together, just one big collection. And to where you could play whichever map you wanted to, but make it uniform. So when they put like the Black Ops Four zombies maps on there, it was all with like the current zombie <clears throat> system, where you wouldn't have to rely on like crazy perk combinations or gobble gums or any crap like that. It was just like normal zombies like we have now. <laughs> I, do, I have one like gripe with the zombies. I feel like I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like it's kind of like easier than past zombies. I, experiences I feel like it is pure. The rounds go by way faster I feel like it is yeah. pure I feel like it reminds me of Black Ops 1 Black Ops 2 zombies because I was not a fan of the gobble gums when they got introduced because the gobble they were so overpowered that's they made the game stupidly easy and gobble gum and the new perk system for three and four was it was sort of like that was when it got too convoluted and they made games more so for like we're going to give you an Easter egg that is like insanely hard to do, which is one thing, which is cool. But then they made like the mystery box and pack a punch, like basic elements of the game, like convoluted to get like this pack a punch to get and the base map for uh, black ops is fine. But like 
other maps just to get pack a punch you had to do like 20 billion steps <laughs> and it's it just made the game not fun yeah i think black ops 4 was when they like they started making their de- their easter eggs and they were like okay let's make a get a map around this easter egg that we made the black ops 4 maps were awful except for nine i actually really like yeah i i was the only one though I remember playing on, like, I think Voyage of Despair, the Titanic map or whatever, because I'm a big Titanic fan, like, the whole, all of the history, like, everything Titanic I love. And uh, I played it, and I was like, man, this kind of makes me hate the Titanic (laughs) after I've, like, loved it my whole life. They didn't even finish their story that they were setting up in Black Ops 4 Zombies. Yeah, no. They ended up in, like, a really weird cliffhanger. And I'm just kind of ending. That's okay. Yeah. It's totally all right. You remember how trippy it was for everybody at the end of Black Ops 2 when the Revelations Easter egg was just like the whole thing was allegedly Rick Toffin and Samantha playing with action figures. You mean Origins? Yeah. Origins. Yeah. Yeah, then that wasn't that wasn't true anyways. Yeah. So. But everybody thought that it was true f- for a little bit. I mean, it it was it was canon in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> and then they made a new game. It's like ah, that was just that was a joke. I feel like the the main like three fandoms that you can use the phrase canon in the moment for are Call of Duty, Star Wars, and Marvel. <laughs> They're just like, oh, we've written ourselves into a corner. Let's just change this and provide a very loose explanation as to what happened. So, are they going to write out the uh, the last three Star Wars movies out of canon? I, they honest to God, they've talked about like, exp- like making Star Wars. It was something crap like uh like Legends or whatever, to where essentially they would be able to or say like, the Force veers off, you know, through like the something of the Force, like the tree of the Force or whatever. But like, the Force could do many things or whatever. Pretty much like a technical way that they could make episodes seven eight and nine like their own trilogy that is like a branch off from what actually happened and then make a new better trilogy that is a real continuation (laughs) of sort of like how x-men you know how there's like a bunch of convoluted timelines with x-men they pretty much were going to do one of those we're like oh this is like x one two and three is like over here and then we're going to make the good X-Men movies like Days of Future Past and Apocalypse and First Class. That, that'll that be the real official canon. But, like, it also could be this canon. But, you know, we're, we're not going to say that it really is. <laughs> you have options. But you know what's a weird X-Men movie? The, that, like, Phoenix one that they released. It wasn't good. I did. I, I enjoyed it, but, like, it felt like really... The only one I've seen in a long time. It was, it was just, like, it was not... Storytelling, I guess storytelling is the theme. They killed Mystique, and I was kind of upset about that. Yeah, they killed her like 10 minutes into the movie. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty wicked, though, how she died. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, the big old, like, metal beam. She got got impaled on somebody's porch when Jean Grey was like, I'm I'm having a temper tantrum, and then threw everybody around her. Yeah. Away. Um, I was rewatching episode eight the other day because it like that's the crazy thing too, with COVID, the like movie rights. You know how like when a movie comes out and then it's like on basic cable, it's on basic cable like three or four years after it comes out. Like it's new to where it's like still sort of relevant, but it's like way old. You know. 
freaking. You have a way of describing things that is just <laughs> right. mm, no, beautiful. No, but like, okay. So for instance, like talk about it. in motion. Talk about talk about a movie. Okay, it's like this. Say that I'm watching Basic Cable, like on FX, and they're like, "Oh, the FX Worldwide Television debut of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You know, mm-hmm. and like that would be the caliber movie. Like it's kind of old, but it's still like relevant enough to be like, "Oh, I'll watch that." You know. Yeah. Because of COVID, I guess, with everybody staying home, I was watching, and I was watching Star Wars Episode Eight, and they were like. So we have a jam-packed weekend. Tomorrow we'll be showing Star Wars Episode Nine, and tonight we'll be showing Avengers Endgame. I'm like, those movies just came out like a little bit over a year ago. <laughs> uh, they they don't really have any new uh, movies coming out. Yeah, that's so. that, that's why I was talking with mom, and she's like, "Didn't those just come out?" I was like, "Yeah, I bet they got the rights sped up because like everybody's at home and wants something like." reasonably new to watch on cable instead of like oh great it's pretty woman for the 10th time <laughs> uh best part of endgame uh sorry not endgame infinity war when vision dies yeah that's something that i don't have disney plus so i haven't seen like the wandavision stuff but i've heard that it's pretty okay it, it's... i've seen it all so far the a new episode comes out tomorrow but um yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting because they've like set up this whole. St- well, I don't really want to throw spoilers out there, so I won't. It's not getting the level of hype though that like the Mandalorian got when the Mandalorian came out. Watching it, it deserves more hype than it's getting. I'll say. Yeah, that's one thing. Is it like I don't know if it's just because it's Star Wars or whatever, but like the Mandalorian, both seasons got infinitely more hype than this is getting. It's sort of just like oh, WandaVision, that's cool, but like the Mandalorian was like a cultural movement. I'm uh. Pretty excited for uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think that'll be good. I don't know how that's gonna like be set up because they have like no character like uh, interaction in the movies. <laughs> so they had that one bit of interaction when Captain America's like, "No, I don't think I will," and then that's that's just it. He gave the shield to a Falcon Man. He's like, you get to carry the shield now. I saw some like Reddit theory or whatever on on the internet. It was in like a video the other day that like Captain America goes back and dances with Peggy, but for some reason like Peggy dies and then he just goes on and marries Natasha like in the altering reality before she like dies. And I was like, that's kind of odd. Like it was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Right, that doesn't even make sense because he would be trapped in that timeline and he would be super old when Natasha's born. (laughs) Hey, assassin lady, you want a sugar daddy? (laughs) But yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense. It was weird. It was a bit of a reach. Um, That's that's. I think his I think his ending now is pretty satisfying. Yeah. I wish the theory, though, like, it wasn't even, like, a theory. I think it was just, like, false information or something. But, like, all the Stanley cameos were just Captain America going back and, like, knowing all the events and stuff. Yeah. I that would I thought been, that would be pretty cool. That would have been cool as if instead of, like, and they couldn't do it because he died. But I heard that that was the plan, that, like, Stanley's like, final cameo or whatever was supposed to be, uh, like, when Captain America was old, it was just going to be Stanley. Oh, that'd be pretty sick. 
Yeah, that would that would have been like whoa, you know. I would have probably cried again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I cried enough for Endgame though. Too many things happened. But if you go by the Back to the Future rules of time travel, like in uh, when Captain America had the interaction with uh, Stanley after he like drank Thor's alcohol or whatever in Ultron, they would have like they would have looked at each other and like fainted, you know, and been just unusable for the whole movie. That's that's how Back to the Future time travel works. Remember okay, when, well, this isn't Back to the I Future. Know, I know, but it's just funny. Like, remember when Marty's idiot girlfriend just like looked at herself and was like, ah, and then fainted for like what was the equivalent of like two weeks in the in the movie <laughs> no because i didn't watch back to the future they those are good movies they're under i feel like they're underrated or underappreciated you feel like classic movies are underrated no 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 i, I think no, i think it's underappreciated when yeah, it comes to other occult classic films yeah that's what i'm saying is like it's underappreciated compared to like the other movies of that era like um 16 candles and like Teen Wolf and all that other stuff like the 80s movies like that was a good mm-hmm. 80s movie and the first one gets like a, lo- a little hype but like the second two movies in that trilogy were both really good mm-hmm. I haven't even seen the first one we need to have a movie night you need yes, to understand we, we do need to have a movie night I just had like I just went with the classics of like Star Wars and the Lord of the Rings this kid uh, this kid Marty He's he doesn't like school very much, and he's he's kind of lazy. And his best friend is a, a disgraced nuclear, nuclear physicist. physicist. <laughs> and so he goes back in time. Oh, what do they do? Try to stop JFK from getting assassinated? Well, now I'm embarrassed to say <laughs> he actually goes back in time to try to have sex with his mom. <laughs> Great. As you do with time travel. Yeah. Oh, that's not exactly the plot of the movie, but that's a John Mulaney skit. Yeah, I know. It's but it kind of describes the plot of the movie. Oh no, it's it's sadly close. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> good movie nonetheless. Yeah, no. I, that that's the thing is that he was spot on. Like I would have loved to have been in that pitch meeting because what he said is the plot of the movie. <laughs> To go back and stop the Kennedy assassination? <laughs> well, now I'm embarrassed to say. Oh, and then somewhere in there we'll have Huey Lewis make a cameo. <laughs> and then we'll take... <laughs> yeah. the, the, the song... Uh... <laughs> the Power of Love. Oh, uh, oh, what's the Chuck Berry song that's in there? I Johnny B. Good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take that away from black people, too. <laughs> We'll say a white guy invented Johnny B. Good. <laughs> Thinking about it in context, that is kind of wrong. Now yeah. looking at it today, that they pretty much gave the credit for Johnny B. Good to a white guy. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the intention of that scene, but. However, context. Unintended consequence. <laughs> um, so I have one more good story before we leave for this week. If you guys are willing to to listen. No, actually, I kind of, like, leave, you know. Oh, rip. No, so I I joined a gym. I joined a gym this week. I joined on Monday, and I love it. It's it's really fun. I'm enjoying going. Um, 
it, it gets the job done. But I joined a Planet Fitness, and Planet Fitness, part of the allure is that, like, it is a judgment-free gym. So I don't judge people while I'm there, but I judge them on my show that I have with you all who are like-minded folk. And it's pretty funny, the clientele. Because I go to the one out west, so it's not, like, crap, like, meth-head clientele that you'd get around here, but it's, like, interesting people. Like, I'll give you, for instance, so the other day... I go in and I'm working out and I'm like in my, my workout clothes, I'm in my sweatpants or joggers, I should say my Under Armour shirt, you know, I'm getting lit, you know, getting ready. And this dude walks in and he's wearing like a wool Carhartt jacket and a Gucci hat, like a Gucci trucker cap and ripped up denim jeans and Timberlands. And it's an African-American gentleman and he looks to be, like, in shape. So I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to go to the locker room and change. And I'm sitting here busting out my machine. I'm listening to music, not really paying attention. Until I see, like, I look over next to me because I'm going to wipe down my machine. And the dude is just in his street clothes, like, under under the bench press, just, like, getting it with this other guy. I'm like, oh, maybe he's just, like, messing around with this dude, you know, because it's his friend. And then he's going to change. And I worked out for two and a half hours that day. And he didn't change at all. He took off the Carhartt jacket eventually, and he was wearing, like, a wife beater. But, like, he started sweating down his back to where, like, his jeans were getting, like, sweat around the pelvis and butt area. And it was really gross. Because, like, he's working out in ripped jeans and Timberlands, and he's, like, getting it. He's getting pumped. He's, like, hooping and hollering with the other dude, too. He's like, yeah, we're getting it. We're getting it. You know, we're pumping up, pumping up, stuff like that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, he's, I mean, he was a jack dude. I just couldn't get over the fact that he's doing, like, hard workouts in jeans and Timberlands. Like, have you have you all ever done stuff like that? Or is that just me that thought that was weird? <laughs> no. I can't say that I have. It was just odd. And then, uh, so I, I'm like, okay. And so dressed, uh, over, I'll call him overdressed man. Overdressed man is still working out, you know, doing his thing. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I, I do two hours of machines and then I do like 20 minutes of cardio and then I do 10 minutes on one more machine and then I leave. And I go over to do my 20 minutes of cardio and I'm on this like stair step or elliptical and two machines down, there's this old woman on, like, a, a recumbent bike, and she's sitting there, and she's listening to music on a Walkman with, like, a tape. And I'm like, oh, that's adorable. And so, I, and so I start, like, you know, doing my thing, and she's listening to music. And then through my headphones, because I don't have them very loud at the gym, just in case somebody, like, needs to tap me on the shoulder and ask, like, hey, are you using this? So I'm, I have my music in, but I can hear her. She starts, like singing and it's like hotel california she's like but you can never leave and then i turn over and she's like doing drum patterns and like going boop, 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 and they're like accurate so she must play the drums and she's like drumming along to it and then she's like on a dark desert halfway and she's like singing while on the recumbent bike and doing drums and watching cnn and i'm like I want to be this woman when I grow up. Like, that's the kind of energy I want to maintain in my life because it was incredible just to see her coordination. And she had her eyes closed the whole time. Like, when she, like, she would watch CNN and then she would, like, take a long blink almost as if she was meditating. 
during the verses. And then she'd open her eyes during the Hotel California part. And it was it was just an interesting time at the gym. I I'm excited to go back tomorrow, to say the least. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was that was my gym story for the week. You'll have to tell us more gym stories if you meet any more interesting characters. Oh, I fully intend on it because I work out. I try to leave like at four twenty whenever my class is over on Monday. <laughs> nice Wednesdays. on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. I try to leave as soon as it's over, and then I'll stay from like five to seven or five to seven thirty, probably five to seven thirty, just to do it, and. When I get there, it's not crowded. But then, like, around 6 is when it starts to really pick up. So I'm, like, in the middle to finishing, depending on how it's going. Um, And then 7 is when it's, like, at its most crowded, I would think, which is good for me because what it does is all these people that have late classes or work or whatever, they get off at 5 and they go home and they eat dinner and mill around, and then they really, like, go out to work out after that. So it's crazy because I like, there aren't many people when I get there and then when I leave, it's nothing but like mothers from out West that have day jobs or like sorority girls from UT. And then that dude that like wears his jeans and Timberlands to work out. Like that is the clientele that I deal with. And I'm like, this isn't bad. I kind of like it. Um, there is, it's not like a normal gym because when I I've gone to the T Rec at UT in National Fitness before, and there's always like dudes that look like they could eat me that are like roided up and jacked, and I'm like oh, I don't want to mess with those. I don't want to work out near them because like that's intimidating. All like the in shape people are our age, and then it's mostly a gym where like I would say the girl to man ratio is like three to one, and but it's not like young attractive women. It's like just people that you'd see at a PTA meeting that like, if I were to injure myself, they'd be like, Oh honey, I got essential oils in my purse. Like that. That's the kind of people that work out at my gym. (laughs) And so that's good because they have the equipment there to where I can already start to like, I can't see as much after just like two days of going, but I can feel like that I'm able to do more. But I've started on the health journey that Sam and I had talked about. I'm, I'm very excited for this. I'm excited to see the results in by May. That's my goal is to just all I can do by May. It's going to be a spectacle. Yeah. Or that's the goal. Yes. I've, I've also, I don't know if Sam's been on when I've, I've, I know I've told Alex, um, I've started drinking a gallon of water a day just to see if I could do it at first. But like it does wonders. Like I feel better. I don't get headaches as much and like I've been doing it for like almost a week now and it, it, I have to pee like nonstop, but like it's really good for you. I like it. I don't leave the house. That's fair. But (laughs) on that note, uh, I think (laughs) think it's time to wrap up for the week. (laughs) It's a good note to end epic, right epic finale. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for for all of us here clutching up, I'm I'm Brody. I'm Tanner. I'm, I'm Sam. All right. And anyways, <laughs> um, have a great rest of your week.
tell somebody that you like them. Stay clutching up, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.